Welcome to The Rational Perspective. I'm Alec Hogg. Last month, America lost one of the last moderating forces on its economic policy when the former investment banker Gary Kahn left the White House. His resignation came after President Donald Trump decided to introduce tariffs on steel and aluminium imports. Kahn resigned from a $20 million a year job at Goldman Sachs to join the Trump administration on a salary of just $30,000 a year. He'd served as the director of the National Economic Council for just five weeks. His stint included accompanying Trump to the World Economic Forum in Davos earlier this year, where under Khan's direction, the controversial president delivered a well-received speech. Khan's resignation as the Trump chief economic advisor ushered in one Larry Kudlow, as the new head of the National Economic Council in America. Kudlow is an unlikely appointee. He's got no educational qualifications, but like Trump, he's been married three times and is an American television personality, having hosted long-running shows on politics and economics on CNBC. This experience, on TV and in radio as well, has been put to good use in a riveting but somewhat disturbing interview that follows... The 70-year-old Kudlow's economic views were developed during his time that he worked for supply-side guru Arthur Laffer, a man who had a huge influence in the Reagan administration's approach, a place where Kudlow also served. He believes in tax cuts, deregulation, and prior to his new role, was an outspoken supporter of free trade. In Kudlow's fascinating discourse with Bloomberg's Jonathan Ferro, we get an insight into the man who leads economic policy for Team Trump, the mouthpiece for a property developer turned president, and one with an approach that's sure to go down a treat in middle America. China is the problem, okay? China is the problem. President Trump is the solution, in my judgment. This is the first president in 20 years to have the backbone to go in and challenge China on the kind of unfair and illegal trading practices that they have adopted for the past several decades. I just want to make that point. And second, directly to your question about growth. Look, China is stealing our technology. All right, their intellectual property rights are being stolen, these forced technology transfers. I was on the phone last evening with my friend and trade ambassador, Bob Lighthizer. I've known him for years, a great person. and. We kind of walk through, you know, what is the heart of the American economy? It's entrepreneurship, it's innovation, and it's based on technology. I think this is a very important point, and I want to transmit his, uh, his views on this because they're terribly uh, important and they're on target. We cannot allow our technology breakthroughs, which is what's made America competitive and great, yeah. and with lower taxes and regulations, it's going to be even better, but we cannot give them away to be stolen by the Chinese government anymore. 
It doesn't work. Larry, just to and jump so in, the narrative of this programme no, for the me, last few weeks... Let me no, it's finish, important. Let I, me finish, Larry. Finish let me finish. Because point, the narrative of this programme has always been that China is a problem. China is a problem. That's the debate correct. I want to have with you, the discussion I want to have with you, and what our audience needs is details on the approach and when you're going to get results. So if we can spend less time talking about well, the problem, I want to talk we about the yet. approach. Are you actually having discussions with the Chinese? All right, you're either going to let me talk or you're not, my friend. You're either going to let me talk or not, okay? You wanted me to come on, I'm happy to do it. Well, Larry, talk. talk. I want you to give me the idea of what is happening behind the scenes. Are you having discussions with the Chinese? There are always ongoing discussions with the Chinese, always. And President Trump, I traveled with him all day yesterday, President Trump indicated to me for the umpteenth time that he has great respect for President Xi and Xi has respect for President Trump. And President Trump regards Xi as somebody who would be a very talented negotiator if and when negotiations begin. They have not really begun yet. China's response to our complaints, their response has been unsatisfactory. All right. And that's why we're looking. I, I use the word looking. We haven't proposed anything. They're considering uh, a second round uh, of tariff actions. But it has not come to pass. There is no execution of this. It's just consideration. It's really up to the USTR uh, below the president. And so, therefore, the conversations go on as they always do. The president speaks to Xi. The second and third level speak to each other. Uh, perhaps, perhaps... There will be some fruitful negotiations so far, but I would say they've been um, unsatisfactory. So we will yeah. see. So, Larry, help me right. understand when the negotiations will actually begin, because people are trying to find out what the time arrives. There's no timetable. There's, There's no, no timetable time whatsoever. So you can Look, tell me what I, happens, what happens want, after 60 days, Larry. I, right. That's the thing. I really encourage everybody to read carefully uh, the president's announcement yesterday, the White House uh, press release and also Ambassador Lighthizer's press release. Uh, we are considering adding tariff pressures, considering. Uh, I don't even want to call that a negotiating point. There may be negotiations in the next couple of months. I hope so. I think everybody hopes so. Because I guess to your point uh, in the beginning, um, I don't want to disrupt the economy. The president doesn't want to disrupt the economy. We need not disrupt the economy. But the point here is we're going to have uh, several months open discussion. People will submit comments. The public will submit comments. They will be reviewed by the USTR and elsewhere. And at that point, I don't want to put a deadline on it. I'll use the phrase couple of months. We will then, the administration will then make a decision with respect to whether these uh, uh, proposed tariffs yeah. um, will be put into place. There can be, look, there can and will be conversations during this whole period of, I'm just going to say several months, I okay. can't put a time. That's fine. Well, the Chinese out this morning, Larry, saying there that there will, are there no will, negotiations at the moment. There will be discussions. There will be discussions yeah. along the way. And I guess. And to be honest with you, I, I want to use the phrase Ambassador Lighthizer used with me last night. Sure. Th this is a moderate, tempered approach that we are taking. It is moderate, temperate, and proportional. This is not a trade war. There's no war here. All we're trying to do is save and defend American technology, which is crucial to American economic growth and, by the way, global economic growth. This whole program, whether it's tax rate reduction yep. or rollback of regulatory costs or rollback of energy problems, uh, 
and now trade. This is all designed to promote faster economic growth in the United States, and I believe we will. I believe we will. Larry, I am pushed for time, and your PR will shout at you, and my producer will shout at you, and I want to fit a few more questions in. I want to understand what the Chinese can do to satisfy the concerns of the president and this administration over the next several months. What can they do tomorrow that can make all of this go away? Well, look, I think there'll be a discussion. I want to tread lightly here because... I don't want to get ahead of the game. I think Ambassador Lighthizer and the president are thinking about submitting a list of uh, suggestions to the Chinese. And I underscore I think, but that is a possibility, okay? Possibility. If so, then hopefully the Chinese would respond with some ideas that will solve this technology transfer and stealing What's on the issue. list, Larry? Solve it. What would you put it's, on the list? Well, look, my friend, there's no secret here. Uh, they've got enormous trade and tariff barriers. Right? They have technology, uh, forced technology transfers. they um, got to stop their um, stealing of the uh, intellectual property that we try to use in any company around the world. Those are good places to start. Um, China's probably got to work with this. Look, they have to open their markets. Is that a surprise? Their markets are relatively closed. Remember, even though 20 years ago they made good movement in free markets, I give them credit for that, absolutely. Nonetheless, in recent years, they have moved backwards. Half the economy remains state-run. The uh, state-run corporations and the state-run banks are operating Half the economy is incredibly inefficient, and they want to stock American exports. They have to lower those barriers. They have to open markets. They have to look at opening investment opportunities, and they have to look at the technology transfers and stealing. And in the That's meantime, Larry, the, the stock market's looking really soft here again. And I just wanted, just to finish up as I a final which question. Which market is looking soft? Wait, wait, which market is the equity market? We're down about six tenths of one percent. We're off by about seven tenths of one percent on the Dow. We're raising the weekly gain. I guess my final question to well, you that guys ain't much. is: I understand that ain't the much. problem, Larry. We've had I understand a tremendous the problem. Run in the stock market. Program, We've had a tremendous run. Around, I don't you need correcting, Larry. I'm saying the facts of what's six, on the screen in the moment. I can tell you what the year-to-date price is. I can tell you the one-year so, price. I have a final so question. I ask you this. One is final question, Larry. My interview, I asked the really question. You answered them, Larry. Are we, are we struggling pardon. to identify the difference between proposals, rhetoric, and policy? And does the White House have a communication problem? Does the White House have, does the White I, House have I, a communication problem? I can't problem, hear Larry? you. are talking over me so much. I can't. Well, hear Larry, you. that's how this works. I ask the question, and you answer it. Does the White House have a communication problem? Because so many regarding, people don't understand the difference between what? rhetoric, policy, and proposals. Do you have a communication problem? Because it appears to no. me that you do. Well, look, if you read the press releases, it spells out in great detail what we're doing here. So I don't know how better to communicate. I'm on your show. So when you let me talk, I'm trying to communicate exactly what this is. We have not, by the way, I'll just go through this one more time. We have not executed or implemented any new tariffs. We haven't even declared our absolute 100% intention. If you read the press release, the president has asked the uh, STR, Ambassador Lighthizer, to consider whether or not additional tariff discussions or actions will be necessary in the future. Nothing has been done so far. As I said earlier, these things uh, uh, will be put out for public comment. 
Those comments will be received and evaluated. STR will come back to the president with its own report. You know, just on that, one point, STR, Lighthizer, they did a 180-page report over the past year, which shows not only the centrality of technology as central to our economy, but why China and their actions, which break all the laws of the World Trade Organization, why they are taking away our technology, which is our most valuable asset. Right? So we can't stand by on this. So to answer your question, it's very clear to me. We are looking, evaluating, putting out for public comment the worth or utility of additional tariff actions to make our point that China's illegal activity in trade and elsewhere can no longer be tolerated. Blame China for not playing ball. Don't blame the president. He's standing up for American uh, companies and business. That's my take. I don't see how I can communicate that more clearly. Well, wasn't that something? And apart from the shouting, the memorable part of all of this is what Kudlow is telling us. Team Trump is simply considering tariffs. The president has tweeted a negotiating position with China, which he says hasn't been playing fair and is stealing American technology. There's no timetable for negotiations, and Kudlow and his boss want no disruption to the economy and particularly not to the stock market. But most of all, this is not a trade war. Sounds almost like the voice of reason, doesn't it? But some uncomfortable questions remain, like why did the respected Gary Kahn resign? And why are the supposed beneficiaries of the Trump attack on China, that's America's tech companies, so hostile towards a president who says he just wants to help them? Well, are you confused? Mm, join the rest of us, as we say in the old country, Aish. I'm Alec Hogg, and this has been The Rational Perspective. Until the next time, cheerio.